You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12, Fear. What causes procrastination, performance anxiety, and lack of confidence, and how can I fix it? Well, first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that will forever change your life and career. When it comes to the thought of living your dream life, what immediately pops into your head? When the time comes to make a move, to create, to write, to produce, to put your stuff out there for the world to see, what happens next? Do you sense a moment of hesitation? Can you hear a voice saying, wait, followed by thoughts of, you're not ready yet, or not now? Or, what if? Do you go into automatic subroutines? Do you start cleaning the kitchen, reorganizing your closet, planning a vacation, doing a puzzle? Or do you engage in far more destructive behavior, drinking, overeating, or increasing your anxiety levels? What causes all of this? Fear. To quote Frank Herbert, author of Dune, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. You see, the thing is, though, guys, fear is actually your friend. Fear is supposed to be useful. Fear was designed to save your life. So, your natural instinct to turn away, run away, Freeze, do nothing, avert your gaze, curl up and hide. These are all designed to protect you. The nausea you feel, the frozen limbs, the trembling extremities, sweating, dilating, the cold chill down your spine. These are all examples of your brain telling your body to do something to protect your life. To protect your body. To mitigate against damage. But all of these responses were designed to help you survive a very different type of threat. Falling out of high places, encountering something new and unknown and truly threatening, keeping yourself from getting poisoned, surviving an encounter with a tiger. But there is no tiger. So when you sit down to write that new book, or start that new painting, or get up on stage in front of an audience... All your body knows to do is think different, risky, unknown, tiger. 
And this legacy portion of your body and its programming had no understanding of modern danger, like traffic, smog, getting fired, wearing the wrong outfit to a party, using the wrong word, or having people not like your new song. So when the time comes to sit down to create, or to stand up and perform, the only thing your body knows how to do is go into tiger survival mode. And you can literally feel it, can't you? It's in the pit of your stomach. It's at the tips of your fingers. It's the dryness in your mouth. It's that feeling of all of a sudden wanting to go for a nap, or to run away, or to eat, or to do anything except the task you know you have to do in order to get your stuff out there into the world. And from your body's perspective, it works. You don't approach the scary thing, so you're never actually in harm's way. Crisis averted, job well done. And the brain never stops to think about whether or not that response was appropriate to the actual threat you encountered. It actually feels as though the creative you is completely left out of the loop. You weren't consulted. So you're going to have to intercede. Here's how you do it. This week, every time you sit down to do the thing you know you want to do, the thing you say you love, the thing that has the potential to change your life, the thing you've always wanted to do more than anything, to the point where you're so scared to do it and fail that you never get started. Well, every time you sit down to do that, I want you to stop and observe what you feel. Imagine a scanner. You know how a scanner works. It has a bright band of light that moves over whatever's being scanned, right? Okay. Picture that bright light scanning from the top of your body to the bottom, illuminating all parts as it goes, starting with the top of your head and moving slowly down. Take a moment to see what it illuminates. Do you notice physical sensations? External or internal? Do you feel, for example, itchy, stiff, or sweaty? Are you oddly aware of your pulse? Do you feel pain or discomfort anywhere, twitching? As you move that scanner from the top of your head down towards your shoulders, you may notice tension in your muscles, in your neck. You might be bunched up. Your fists might be clenched. Your arms may be crossed tightly in front of you or your hands might be gripping your knees. When you get to your chest and to your belly, you might feel actual nausea, tension, turmoil, butterflies. And the same thing might happen in your legs and your feet and your knees. Just feel it. Just get into the habit of noticing it. Don't try to correct it. Simply acknowledge that it exists and that it is fear. It's your body trying to stop you from doing the thing you most want to do because it's trying to protect you from failure. It's trying to protect you from harm, but there's no tiger. Recognize right now that this is the moment in which you have to have just a moment's courage. Just enough to push through and do the thing anyway. Do it despite the fact that your body is screaming for you not to do it. And I guarantee you, you will be glad you did. Because in that moment, you will have proved something very important, that you can defeat the fear, 
that you are bigger than your own internal mechanisms that are trying to prevent you from harm, that you can overwrite and defeat the stories that you tell yourself about what it means to leap, and then do it again next time. As you sit down with your new daily habits of creating, producing, refining, and publishing your work that we discussed last time, eventually, this will become part of your ritual. And eventually, you won't have to fight so hard anymore because the tiger will be gone. Friends, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week, and I'll see you then.